In this talk, we'll be learning together a piece of Zohar that I learnt together with some friends at Efrat, just outside Jerusalem, on Pesach. The climax of the redemption celebrated on Pesach is the redemption of the children of Israel from the Egyptians at the Red Sea. And the Lord saved Israel from the hand of the Egyptians on that day. And Israel saw Egypt dead on the edge of the sea. And Israel saw the great hand with which God had acted against the Egyptians. And the children of Israel had awe of God and believed in God and in Moses his servant. Exodus chapter 14 The biblical narrative continues. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he is greatly exalted. The horse and his rider, his thrown into the sea. God is my strength and my song. He will be for me a salvation. This is my God, and I will venerate him, the God of my father, and I will exalt him. This song is one of great power and is discussed deeply in the Zohar. Today, we'll be looking at just one of the phrases in the song and learning the Zohar on it. This phrase is, God is my strength and my song. He will be for me a salvation. In Hebrew, Ozi v'zimwatiya v'ihili lishua. The companions of the Zohar discuss the meaning of this verse, tossing ideas around from one to the other, exploring its inner meaning and its connection with other verses of the scriptures. They start off by looking at this verse from what at first sight seems an unusual angle, the creation of man. However, this begins to make sense when we consider that the, the word Zimra, here translated as song, also has another meaning. The root, le zamer, also means to prune, as in pruning a branch. Then the verse, ozi v'zimratia v'ihili l'shua, would then translate, God is my strength, and the one who fashioned me, and he will be my salvation. Rabbi Chia opens his discourse. The scripture says, You have formed me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. This is from the Psalms, Psalm 139. How much we human beings need to give honour to the Holy Blessed One? Because when he created the world, he considered man that he would be given the governance of everything. Man is akin to both the higher beings and the lower beings. God brought him down to the world in a precious form. And when the creatures first saw him, they gathered together and bowed down before him. Dread and fear fell on them from awe of him. As tis said, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air and upon all with which the ground teems and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. Genesis chapter 2 Rabbi continued, God brought man into the garden which he had planted for him, for him to keep, so that man should have great joy. He made for him a canopy covered with precious stones, and the highest angels were joyful before him. After that, he commanded him concerning one tree, that he should not eat of it. 
but man did not manage to abide by this commandment. Then Rabbi Yitzhak took up the discourse and said, Man was made with two sides, as it is explained, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh instead. Genesis chapter 2 verse 21 And then God separated them and made them two, one east and one west, as we have learnt in the Psalms, you have formed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Rabbi Chia then said, What did God do? He rectified the female and made her the most beautiful of all and brought her to man, as it is said, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man he made into woman and brought her unto the man. Rabbi Chia asks, why does it say one of his ribs? This is according to the meaning that's stated in the Song of Songs. My dove, my undefiled, is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of he that bore her. The word rib, tsela, actually means a side, as we learn from the way the word is used in the building of the Mishkan, the sanctuary. Rabbi Yehuda said, The Holy Blessed One put a high soul in man and included in it wisdom and understanding to know everything. He asked, From which place did he give him soul? Rabbi Yitzchak said, From the place where all the souls come, that is the Sefirah of Bina. The light of Bina is Neshama, meaning soul. Rabbi Yehuda said, The scripture in Genesis 1 states, the earth brought forth a living soul. He asks, from which place on the earth? And he answers, from the place where the temple is situated. The earth itself is designated as pertaining to the sphere of Malchut. But the place of the sanctuary, that is the temple, is actually the Bina of Malchut. The scripture says the earth brought forth a living soul, but the scripture does not state explicitly which soul. Rabbi Yehuda says, This soul is the soul of the first man. It is the soul of man that has the light of Malchut, but which is drawn from the sphere of the Bina of Malchut. And thus man's soul is drawn from the place of the sanctuary, which is Bina within Malchut. Rabbi Chia says, Man knew wisdom at an even higher level than even the highest angels. He had the ability to look, know, and recognize his master more than all the other creatures of the world. After he sinned, however, the wells of wisdom were stopped, and the Lord God sent him away from the Garden of Eden to work the land. Rabbi Abba said, the first man came forth as both male and female. As it is said, let us make man in our image, like us. Therefore man was created as both male and female, and afterwards these two sides were separated from each other. And if you were to say man is taken from the earth, that is the sphere of Mahut, and not from the higher sphere of Zerampin and Nukva, then he answers you, 
but certainly man was taken from the Malchut. But that is, but the Malchut, which is the Nukva of Zerampin. And the Holy Blessed One, the Zerampin, was partners with her. And it is this partnership, which is called the male and female, that we have talked on. And it is all one. Baba Yitzchak says, and he will be my salvation. This is the Holy King, which is Zerampin. And so it is. From where do we know this? This is from another place in the scripture, Isaiah chapter 12, in which the phrase, Oziva Zimratya, appears almost the same, but with a slight difference. It is written, Ki Oziva Zimratya Adonai Vaihili Lishua. For God is my strength and my song, and Adonai, the Lord, is my salvation. Rabbi Chizkiah opened his discourse and said concerning this scripture, the Proverbs teach us as follows, At all times give love to your friend, and you beget a brother in time of trouble. The friend referred to is the Holy Blessed One, as it is written of him, do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father. When your enemy troubles you, what does the Holy Blessed One say? He says, for the sake of my brothers and friends, I will speak now peace to you. Psalms 122 Israel are called the brothers and friends of the Holy Blessed One. And this is from the Song of Songs. My sister, my friend, is the designation of the community of Israel. And so each individual member of the community of Israel is a friend and brother to God. The proverb said, At all times love your friend, and you beget a brother in time of trouble. Rabbi Chizkiah asks, What does begetting mean? It means that now, in the time of trouble, is begotten into the world one who will be a brother to you, to save you from all who trouble you. Rabbi Yehuda said, this begetting implies that the Holy King awakens at that time to take vengeance on your behalf against the nations and to give you strength from the side of Bina, as it is written, for God is my strength and my song. He will be for me a salvation. He will awaken mighty acts against the nations of the world and the idol worshippers. The trouble that the Zohar is relating to is, is the troubles that come to us, both without ourselves and within us, as the Zohar clarifies in the next piece. Rabbi Yesi opened his discourse and said, How much a man needs to love the Holy Blessed One? For the only service that there really is for God is through love. Whoever loves him and serves him through love, God calls him beloved. Rabbi Yesi asks, how can we reconcile two scriptural verses in Proverbs which seem so contradictory? On the one hand, the Proverbs teach us, do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father. On the other hand, it also says, don't go too often to your friend's house lest he get fed up with you and hate you. But the sages of the Talmud, however, resolve this seeming contradiction by showing that it's referring to two different circumstances. They declared that the verse, do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, 
refers to the times when we give offerings in the temple of pure gifts to God, such as burnt offerings and peace offerings. The other verse, don't go too often to your friend's house, refers to the times when we come to God for atonement and we offer a sin offering or a guilt offering. Now it is clear. Not to forsake your friend and the friend of your father means don't forsake to serve him. Remember to cleave to him and to perform the commandments. Do not forsake him indeed. And yet going seldom to your friend's house, that regards your evil inclination, lest it boil up against you, so it should not govern over you and will not be led astray by the thoughts which it provokes. What is your friend's house? This is your holy soul that God brought into you. It is your friend, and he gave it within you. And therefore, the service of God is to love him in every way that he acts with you, as it is written, and you shall love the Lord your God. Ozi v'zimratia v'ayhili lishua God is my song and my strength, and he will be for me a salvation.